ground control to major taunt Seven, six, commencing countdown engines on Three, two, check ignition and may God's love be with you Sorry I'm late. We found a monolith out in the desert, and when we went to go touch it, it gave us knowledge. 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh my god, you're right. You're listening to This Film Has Not Yet Created, the podcast where we make our own versions of movie sequels that never got made. I'm your host, Christopher Rivas, and with me as always is my co-host, Mr. Steve Grounding. Hi, sorry I'm late, um, but aliens are invading the world, and we will not go quietly into this good night, for today is our Independence Day. <laughs> and this week we have a very special guest. He is a Chicago-based comedian. He is a writer. He is a performer. He is an, a musical artist, and he is a, a weirdly successful TikToker. He's got this hilarious channel that businesses are actually paying him to make goofy videos about their business. It's just incredible. This guy's a truly amazing. Please welcome Mr. Ross Childs. Hey, Scott. Sorry I'm late, guys. I, look, it's been a it's been a day. It's been a day. All right. So I was running late before for my job as a toll booth operator. Okay. Um, I get there. And I'm like walking up and there's like nobody there except like one car trying to pull through. And so I'm like, like 200 yards away. I'm about to flag somebody down, but then all these, but like, like six or seven guys get out of the toll booths and just start lighting up this <laughs> blasting it with machine gun fire. This dude gets out and they keep shooting. And I'm just like, I freaked out and I ran away, you know? So. <laughs> Oh, man, I wonder what the Godfather would think of that. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what a what an adventure. <laughs> God. Ross, thank you for being with us here, buddy. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. I'm eating almonds if people can hear me chewing. Oh, nice. Um, so today we are talking about Apollo 13. Ross, tell us a little bit about why you chose Apollo 13. Apollo 13 is one of a handful of movies that made me want to be an actor as a kid. It was, um, it was like, as a, the movie came out when I was, uh, came out in 95. So I was seven okay. when it came out and it was like, Oh, space. And it was so cool and thrilling. And, uh, Tom, Tom Hanks, Gary Sinise and Kevin Bacon are tours de force. That that's the movie that made that made, that made that made me love Ed Harris. It's the movie that created my fascination with history, with space travel, with uh, military history as well. I was super into that when I was a kid. I still am. Um, and uh, also being born and raised in Houston, knowing that like the tagline of that movie mm-hmm. is "Houston, we have a problem." Is um, it's like hmm, it's a little a uh, little piece of a uh, city pride. Is uh, does does NASA and and the space program play a big presence down there in Houston? Um, yes. 
uh, uh, Houston is where Johnson Space Center is. And um, I made a uh, one of my TikToks plug. Uh, my um, I, I businesses, I wish more businesses would pay me. A lot of the, the TikToks I do, I do for fun. I did one for Johnson Space Center when I was in Houston over uh, the winter break. Winter break. We're not in school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, over uh, New Year's. Well, for Christmas. Anyway, sure. I went to uh, to NASA and I, I, I took a little tram ride to go down to uh, to uh, Rocket Park where they keep uh, the Saturn V. Yeah. Um, the Saturn, like fun fact, like the Saturn V is one of the largest, it used to be the largest rocket ever built, but that that record has been taken over by SpaceX. Okay. It's the name of the rocket, but it's slightly, it's like maybe like 10, 10 or 20 feet, might maybe like yeah, 10 or 20 feet uh, taller. Sure. Um, but, um, Maybe not, maybe not even that much. Doesn't matter. Seeing this rocket up close is incredible. Um, it's the rocket that was, that was uh, going to be used for Apollo 18, but Apollo 18 got scrubbed. So they just had this gigantic multi-stage rocket and NASA's like, Hey, we got room. We'll take it. Uh, <laughs> and wow. so it's on its side and it's broken up into its sections. So like, Seeing it up, because because it used to be outside when I was a kid, it used to be outside, over by where uh, NASA is in the basically in the parking lot. Okay, they have reorganized almost everything about that place. Uh, I don't recognize it uh, except for a couple of parts, but um, yeah, check out my TikTok about it. Um, yeah, I'm so excited uh, for, to check that out now. That sounds really cool. I reason why he why love that America's space city. Because that's where um, uh, the point I was trying to make, I was rambling. NASA Johnson Space Center is uh, where um, mission control is. So the people talk to the people in space. (laughs) Right. Um, No, that's really interesting. It's 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 different for me because I I didn't the, the town where I grew up isn't really known for that kind of anything like that. It doesn't have like a big claim to fame or anything like that. It's not a super big city. So it's just, it's cool to hear like about a town where, Oh yeah, no space is our jam. That's our thing. Like space is here, you know, yeah, uh, space is all around you. Space man. is all around you. Well, even the sports teams down there, you've got like the rockets and the Astros, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's pretty cool. Everyone embraces it. Chris, Chris, just because you don't have a specific city that something applies to, you do come from a state that, ta- you know, is all about, uh, and, you know, Area 51 and aliens and stuff like that. So that is that's an interesting thing to take ownership in a, in a podcast about that's true. space. That's true. OK, guys, we're switching gears. We're no longer talking about rockets, the moon or Houston. We're now talking aliens, Roswell, Area 51, mm-hmm. Independence Day. And I know it already has a sequel, but we're doing it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> for uh, for a triple one to throw in, you know, you could use my Philadelphianess. So, you know, what's another famous Apollo? Apollo Creed. So there you go. <laughs> Fighting in space. Wait, is Apollo from Philly? No, but he Rocky. It's, it's, yeah, but it's the whole franchise. Yeah, you're all we, we take, oh, we take ownership <laughs> of it. So yeah, it's it's all of it. 
It's where his kid, you know, trades, so. (laughs) Knowing Rock, like, the whole Rocky Philly thing, that always reminds me of this clip. Uh, uh, Comedian Bill Burr. I I don't even know when this was. Oh, yes. The the, the famous Philly rant where people in the stadium were just being unruly (laughs) assholes. Just, well, you know, basically people from uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, People need to realize that whoever came up with the term city of brotherly love was doing so sar 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 sarcastically yes they were mind the stutter it comes and goes and ruins my punchlines anyway <laughs> um, uh like my favorite line from that philly rant was just him going him going rocky huh oh yeah big piece of city pride your entire your your your, your city's entire structure of pride is built around a guy that doesn't fucking exist <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're real mad about it. We're still banging on trash cans about it. Yeah. <laughs> so broken. Oh, yeah. shit. We're, we're um, twiddling our thumbs in the corner. Um, <laughs> I mean, no disrespect, sir. I, uh, Steve, right? Yes. <laughs> I can't find your on here. I mean, no disrespect. I've always wanted to go to Philadelphia. I've always wanted to see the city. I'm a hitch. You know, I love, I love American history and I want to see where the, um, where uh, the declaration was signed. Mm-hmm. It's and a pretty still, cool area. It's pretty cool. I also, um, Chris and I have, um, have, have a mutual friend, Thomas, who loves to talk about, uh, the, the, the real, the only real place to get a Philly cheesesteak sandwich. And what I is it? Place. I don't remember. Uh, but, but Thomas has Gino's gyms. It's a kid. They'll go on forever. They're across the street from each other. Tony Luke's? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, anyways, we're here to talk about I'm getting space. We're here to mm-hmm. talk about Go into space, go into the moon, botched missions, overcoming adversity, Ed Harris yelling at people. Uh, actually, before we get into our pitches for this movie, I do want to say one thing that um, I think is pretty. Should, you shouldn't need an explanation, but I just want to say it anyway, because it's it's interesting to remember is that uh, this movie is a movie. It's dramatic. All these people are yelling at each other and they're like, you know, blaming each other for this and that or whatever else. And in reality, none of that happened. People were very cool and level headed about mm-hmm. the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. it almost is like very boring and monotone to go I, back I, and watch and listen to those old tapes. OK, so what happened? Yeah, the oxygen's not pumping. All right, here's what you're going to want to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah. they, they got to play it up. Make it dramatic. Yeah, yeah. you have to. And, uh, and I, I believe this is one of like the first ones that started the trend of these kind of movies. Like you think about it, like Armageddon, basically same thing with Billy Bob. Um, you <laughs> that know, based it, in reality. No, I know. I know. But I'm just saying like that kind of like, like we're zeroing in on the control room and there's oh, like, right. all, there, yeah. there's always these like tenseful moments and then there's these huge successes. Oh, kind well, of I mean, movies. this movie totally kicked oh, off the space, that? the space movie craze yeah. in I, Hollywood. 
I, I love the, I, I just love the image of like, cause one of the things I loved about the Apollo 13 story was how they, um, they had to like Jerry rig the air filter or the, the air scrubbers. Yeah. Uh, because the air scrubbers for the, um, command module built for three people, um, were cylind- were, um, square. Yeah. Yeah. And the other ones are cylinders for the LEM, the, the, the lunar excursion module built for two people were, um, uh, were cylindrical because they were built, I think by different manufacturers. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's NASA. There, it, it, it's the government. There's probably a mil, like at least a, a hundred different subcontractors oh, yeah. putting parts in just, just that one ship. Yep. And yep. so I just picture, okay, so we got to make sure this works with the hole for this. And there's got stuff on the, uh, on board. We just got to use that. All right. So I'll tell you what you're going to want to do. Yeah. <laughs> they had, they had solved. I mean, obviously they didn't solve all of these problems beforehand. They couldn't have predicted it, but like in their, you know, trying to problem solve before the actual missions and everything else, they had come up with similar solutions to solve these issues, even though like, they're like, oh, what if there's like a poison cloud in the, in the, in the, uh, in the limb? So how can we get around that? And so like, they already sort of had put things in place, but of course it's gotta be more dramatic. They gotta figure it out in the moment. I will say this, that I imagine that when Apollo 13 actually happened in 1972 or so, no, it's 70. Not 1970. 69. Um, no, 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 no. Um, for, for 11? Apollo 11 was 69. Apollo 13 yeah. was 70. Right. Um, I think they did like two like two, two launches a year. Um, it was pretty tense. I mean, because you have to remember that, okay, if anything goes wrong, these three people are dead. Yeah. Like everything we do, every problem we solve it's like it's like it's just a whole a shitload of fires and we have to put out these fires. Mm-hmm. And if we don't if we don't put out each and every one of these fires, um, then the then the uh, the, the crew's going to die. The, the most interesting part and you and you can actually learn learn about this at the at, at, the, at the the Adler Planetarium here in Chicago, because uh, Jim Jim Lovell was uh, from here. So, yeah, um, uh, they actually have this whole area designated to like what it was like for Apollo 13. And my favorite part is when they were powering up the command module to make the return trip, they had to do it in a specific sequence because I forget exactly why I'm not an engineer, but um, if they did it wrong or if they like, they turned on the wrong thing in the wrong order, it would have shorted out the whole limp or or, or it would have shorted out the whole command module. Right. Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah. And they, and again, they had the procedures in place. They knew what they had to do. They just had to actually, you know, knowing do what it. doing it or to under are immense to. stress. Yeah. Uh, man, I want to be an astronaut. I don't know if I could handle being an astronaut, but I want to be an astronaut. Uh. <laughs> Filming the movie though, was probably pretty interesting. Like, oh, yeah, like, they got to go up in those airplanes that, you know, vomit comments. yeah. Yeah. But you get like, what is it like 20 seconds of, of zero G mm-hmm. to film in? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, action. <laughs> do it now. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got to do it again. All right. <laughs> okay. Tom, oh. is there a moment in your face? Quick heartfelt. Go. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now mm-hmm. act. Um, Harfit Mahanal, um, talk to my wife. <laughs> Speaking of, let's go and act in 20 seconds. Steve, take us through your version of the Apollo 13 sequel that we never got. Okay. So, yeah, mine is called Apollo 18. The, as you mentioned before, the, uh, the, the mission that got scrapped. Um, so yeah, it's basically, uh, he, um, <laughs> he just wants to go back up there and actually walk on the moon. So, uh, he get, he gets another chance and, but it's, it's like a secret. Um, also this is a really silly interpretation of this. I used, uh, <laughs> I used another movie <laughs> as a, as a, as a favorite influence. Um, okay. So, uh, you, you'll recognize the movie. So if you see these characters, they're real people in the movie. They're not the, the other movie we're referencing. Um, but yeah. Okay. okay. So, Jim, you mean uh, Ross, you will be Jim, you will be Rex, and you will be Mrs. N. Chris, you will be Ham, Potato Head, and a Shark. And I will be Buzz, <laughs> Slinky Dog, Bo Peep, and Randy. Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, Apollo 18. Cut to a black screen. A voiceover of Jim Lovell's heard. Remember that time I said Apollo 13 was the last time I was ever in space? I lied. Fade in on a <laughs> ship over the moon. Cue sad American orchestration, a.k.a. that somber Sousa. <laughs> uh, we see a ship slowly fall to the moon's surface. We zoom out from the ship's landing to a projection screen where everyone in mission control is watching. Everyone stands up and cheers. Cut to the inside of the ship where we see two astronauts. One is Jim Lovell, played by Tom Hanks, and the other is Buzz Lightyear, Nez bit they look at each other and smile as they shake hands they begin to prepare for the next phase of the mission hey, uh, nice job jets you successfully landed on the moon yeah begin decompression and then you'll be able to walk on the moon all right there copy that mission control we'll wait for your go for evacuation jim looks at buzz i can't believe i'm finally gonna walk on the moon Last time I was here, I almost died in a famous ship crash. (laughs) By the book. (laughs) I'm not buying it for a second there, cowboy. When I get out of there, I'm going to bounce all around. I'm going to fly out there. Oh, brother, here we go again. Cue title card over the outside of the ship as the door opens and lowers onto the surface. We see shots of the two men walking out onto the moon as the theme song plays under them. This is Apollo 18. This is Apollo 18. And all the mission. Up in space, <laughs> they do it in secret, so it's not a disgrace. But Jim's been here before, yeah, he knows the place, because he was in Apollo 13. Because <laughs> he was in Apollo 13.
Cut to the two men smiling and jumping up and down on the moon. They are as excited as two kids in a sandbox. They hear a voiceover from the comms. Hey, you two, I got some bad news for you. Seems like diagnostics are showing that the nitro flugenheidel bar was uh, bent landing. You're going to need to bend it back into shape somehow. Other members of the Michigan Control crowd around the computer screen, and they all pipe in with their opinions. Hey there, nuts for brains. Don't go getting them scared. People, people, we need solutions here. How are we going to get out of this one? Uh, don't worry, Jim, I got this. How's this? It's all me. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Don't worry, Jim, I got this. And uh, how's that? Because he's Jim. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> well, what if they got a moon rock and uh, bashed it back into place? This is the best idea I've heard so far. Hey, fellas, uh, how about finding a big old rock and using that to fix it? Come back to the moon as the two are looking for rocks. They are picking up rocks up and down until they find the perfect one. We'll try our best, Mission Control. It's like you practiced all those protocols to a T every single time. Something's bound to go wrong. It's really taking the shine out of achieving the lifetime goal of landing on the moon. Buzz looks at him, snickering at his emotional outpour. You are a sad and strange little man, and you have my pity. Buzz looks down and sees a glowing rock. (laughs) Buzz bends down and stares at the glowing rock as he raises it up to his face. They found a glowing rock. They found a glowing rock. Does it have powers? I don't know. I guess we'll find out by the end of this show. A boop, 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 a rock's magic glow. Cause it's part of Apollo 18. Yeah, it's a part of Apollo 18. Cut to Mission Control watching the two hit the rock against the bar. They start to slam the rock over and over again. The team control the control team nervously watches. All right, easy there, Lightyear. We don't want to affect the other instruments. If they get any closer to the blinking frost canister, it'll cause a system shutdown. They'll be doomed! Calm down there, buddy, or else I'm going to see my angry eyes. A door bursts open. A woman frantically runs in. Oh, my, the news was true. My fiancé, Buzz, is in danger. Get that lady out of here. You couldn't drag me. You couldn't drag me out of here. My husband is up there. Check the log. My name is Irene Nesbitt. That's right. I'm Mrs. Nesbitt. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. You can stay. Plus, they've almost fixed the problem. Easy there, fellas. Just one or two more blows will do it. Buzz slams the rock onto the bar, and the bar is finally in place. Triumphant music plays as we see the control room celebrate. A montage of them cheering, hugging, and shaking hands. One crew member uh, epically salutes the screen over and over and over and over again. A man dips a woman and kisses her, a la (laughs) that famous World War II celebration picture. Uh, A guy leads it back in his chair and smiles while lighting a cigar. A woman 
woman is seen swooning over her screen that is focused on Buzz. She looks up and says, Looks like I found my parade float, buddy. <laughs> Cut back to the two men on the moon. All right. Now that we got that taken care of, let's... At that moment, Buzz feels the rock pull away from his hand and it flies into the vast surface of the moon. Buzz goes chasing after it. No the rock! No, Buzz, don't! It's not worth it! I can catch it. I'll fly to it! Buzz tries bouncing higher and higher. Buzz, you are you are a human. You can't fly. I know. I'm not flying. I'm falling with style. <laughs> Buzz jumps up and falls far down into a crater. Jim looks down and sees that Buzz is barely moving. <laughs> Everyone is silent as they witness the dire situation. Buzz fell down and broke his knee. Buzz fell down and broke his knee. Will he survive? We will see. But we promise we'll answer it before part three. And it will all be narrated by me. Yes, your favorite musician, Wendy. That's me. My name's Wendy. We see the glowing rock fly off the moon's surface and into the moon's atmosphere. The rock's gravitational pull is coming from a ship approaching from a far off distance. We cut to the inside of the ship's cockpit. We see a screen of the ship's dashboard zoomed in on the American spaceship being picked up from a bigger ship hovering over it. In the similar, in the smaller vessel with a large crane-like contraption at the bottom of it. We cut out and we see uh, the back of a tall figure. He is in purple. Uh, he's in a purple suit with a black and red cape. It's the evil Emperor Zerg. Below him is a fleet of tiny green and portly aliens weeble wobbling their way towards the screen. They raise their hands towards it and say, The Cut to black, the end. Wow, Steve. Wow. Uh, I must say, uh, we have done a lot of a lot of movies, a lot of scripts, and this might be the dumbest one of them. All. <laughs> <laughs> I will proudly take that award. Well, that was fantastic, Steve. That was Thanks, man. so funny. This is so fun. The songs, <laughs> the Randy Newman songs. Yeah, dude. It's a bottle of Dean. It's so good. Like I, I, uh, I kind of want that to be my new ringtone. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we get old real fast. Yeah. Well, and then everyone, like, people will be like, "Oh, is that is that your ringtone? Are you gonna are you gonna answer it?" But like, no, I want to hear the song. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was real. That was real dumb. Yeah. I really like to of like 
just Buzz being an idiot and jumping out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, what, that's what happens in the movie. He falls into the crater of stairs. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, yeah, dude, this is, I think, just an ode to, uh, to Tom Hanks and how yeah. um, no matter, no matter, you know, he's, he's so well known for so many great movies and performances, but uh, I, I guess there's always one that you tie him to. And for me, that's Toy Story. And like, I guess I will always just see him as Woody, you know, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, he's he, he's in this new movie on um, Apple Watch called Greyhound. Mm-hmm. It's about um, about boats, uh, right? It's about the uh, the the people who uh, the convoys between the United States and England. Well, there we go. Mm. England in um, World War Two. He is the captain of a destroyer called the Greyhound, whose job it is to escort these ships. And it's all harrowing. And then, of course, there's like. No. You both. Is has it ever been explored before the idea that Tom Hanks is always a captain? Uh, he's been the captain of a boat. He's been a captain in the army. He's been the captain mm-hmm. of an airplane. He's been the captain of an astronaut crew. Technically, uh, technically, when it's in, he, he, yeah, yeah, oh, yes, uh, he he was the he was uh, the mission commander. But yeah, 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 he's just always the captain. <laughs> Like until he's not leader, you won. All right, he's nice, <laughs> he's personable. If he yeah. has to give you bad news, he's going to do it in a really nice way, and then he's going to tussle your hair afterwards. That's true. So I think what we're learning here is that any business out there who needs to send people to like leadership training, just have them watch Tom Hanks movies. That's right. <laughs> One of my favorite lines from the Simpson from the Simpsons movie was. Uh, other what? than Spider Pig, yeah, Spider Pig. <laughs> um, Tom Hanks's cameo in the Simpsons movie. He goes, "Hi, I'm Tom Hanks. The United States government is out of credibility, so they're borrowing some of mine." <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah, Steve. That was that was just a treat. Thank you for that. Thank you for uh, going on that ride. I'll take you now through mine. I went in a slightly different direction, a little bit more serious, maybe. Uh, Mine is called Apollo 14. It takes place right after Apollo 13. And because it was Jim's last mission, he's not really going to be in this one. Instead, our main character in this one is Gene Krantz, the Ed Harris character. Nice. Okay. So this is a scene from uh, the... I don't know where in the movie this takes place. In fact, I don't know much about this movie that I've written, just that I have this scene from it, from Apollo 14. So, Gene, uh, Ross, you're going to be reading the role of Gene. Mm -hmm. Steve, you're going to be reading the role of Carl and Voice. Mm -hmm. And I'll be reading the role of Frank and doing all of the stage directions. Okay, so this is Apollo 14. Fade in, interior mission control, day. We open on a black leather shoe and slowly follow the black pant leg up. As we reach the person's torso, we see hands buttoning a white vest with blue and red stripes over a white shirt. We follow the hands up the shirt, and as we rise above the neck, we see the flat-top head of Gene, the head of mission control. 
we hear clapping and see that the staff at Mission Control are giving Gene a standing ovation. Okay. Okay, let's get to it. After Gene takes his seat, so too do the rest of the staff. Carl, 40s, bald, glasses, looks to Gene with concern. What's the matter, Gene? I thought you wanted us to clap for you every day. No, it's not that. Keep clapping, please. I appreciate it. It's just... What? I'm just, I'm feeling a little bored. Are you serious? You have the lives of three men, not just men, our our best and brightest astronauts in your hands and you're, you're bored? No, of course not. Not in that way. I mean... Uh, don't worry about it. Let's let, let just get let's just get through the checks. Okay. How's the oxygen? All good, Gene. Stats. Everything is good. Damn it, Gene. We're gonna follow up our finest moment with that routine. Isn't routine good? The ratings for this launch have been off the charts. American interest is at its highest since 11. I don't want to hear it. points to Frank. I don't want to hear it. Silence falls over the room. Gene moves his headset from his ears to his neck. He rubs the bridge of his nose. The rest of Mission Control staff stare ahead at their computers. On the big monitor in the center of the room, we see the trajectory of Apollo 14 mission to the moon and a little white blip blinks, showing the craft just out of Earth's orbit. We have worked too hard for too long to just let this mission go by. You find me something wrong with that craft, and you find it now. We hear static and the voice of an astronaut come through. Uh, what? The end. Oh my god, this is so good. <laughs> this is so good. Like, because one of my, like, the best parts about Apollo 13 is like in the beginning when, uh, when Miriam Lovell is with the kids and he's like, she's like, where are all the, uh, the press? Where's all the people? Where's all the, and then like, uh, some, some NASA, like, like attache goes, uh, well, after Apollo 11 and 12, uh, people have, starting to find a trip to the moon about as exciting as a trip to Pittsburgh. Right. And soon as something goes wrong, ooh, <laughs> right. The whole planet start, whole planet start, just start, just, it's a, just an entire planet of rubberneckers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was trying to capture that aspect of it. Uh, yeah. Really, <laughs> yeah. Where, does, where, where does, where do you go after that? You just like, had the biggest moment of your life saving these people. <laughs> Where, do you, <laughs> Where do you go? Your next everything after that is just sort of like underwhelming. You know? Hey Gene, yeah. what <laughs> nothing. That's the problem. Nothing <laughs> Remember when this place used to have some spice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone walks in on Gene at 3 a.m. with like a wrench by the <laughs> by, by, by the rocket. Gene, what are you doing? 
Nothing. I was just going to, Gene, are you going to try and sabotage the rocket so that something would go wrong with the launch? You realize this is a very complex piece of machinery and that wrench probably wasn't going to do anything. (laughs) Also, this is the fourth time. Okay, Gene, we won't arrest you. This time. (laughs) Go back to bed. (laughs) Can you you read me a story, Mr. (laughs) Nassim? Yeah, they get get Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong, (laughs) like they did in the movie. Yeah. 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 (laughs) They're still flying Gary Sidney's for no reason. The problem, actually, the, the scene within Apollo 13 with Armstrong and Buzz is legitimate, like, is one of my favorite lines of the movie, is because uh, uh, Jim Lovell's mom is uh, is being, is being, um, is being interviewed, and she's old, and uh, Jim Lovell, like, Jim's daughter is there, and she's crying, and, yeah. and the old lady goes, are you scared, sweetheart? And she, well, she nods yes. I forgot podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nods yes. The visual bits um, are really what sell us, you know. And she goes, and look, legitimately one of the most reassuring things I've ever heard. She goes, well, don't be. Because if they could get a washing machine to fly, my Yeah. yeah. And so, like, she has, like, this mother had complete and total, like, like my, my gym's gone, my, he's going to be fine. Yeah. I yeah. That's a that's a salute moment, right? Yeah, <laughs> and even yeah, and even to Buzz and Lance, uh, she's she doesn't care. She's just like, oh, are you guys coworkers of my son? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, so yeah, I think that was that was uh, Apollo fourteen. I was also toying with the idea of uh, Apollo the thirteenth. Part two. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween. Ah, Halloween in space. <laughs> Imagine being like, like Jim Lovell, like pe- people trying to brag about being like, but like about like Neil Armstrong. He actually landed on the moon and walked. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Everything went great and you pulled it off. Yeah. But you know what? You know who I'm calling when the shit hits the fan? I'm calling Jim. Call yeah. Jimmy boy. Neil, you're going to be a useless sack of Wet rags, almost cussed. I don't want to do that. You're going to be a useless sack of wet rags if that stuff goes bad. But I'm calling Jimmy Boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you, Ross. That was a useless joke. That was fine. Ross, they're all useless jokes. That's what we're all about here at this mm-hmm. film is not yet created. Um, God, if you if you uh, I was going to say go back and listen to all of our old episodes, but don't do that because they're all just filled with useless jokes. <laughs> Uh, but the best useless jokes folks <laughs> I don't know if we're ever going to top Randy Newman's song <laughs> you have to so tune in stupid. next week to see oh my god uh, Ross so as our guest bring us home man tell us a little bit about what you envisioned for his Apollo the 13 sequel well I wanted to keep this in the Tom Hanks realm so okay I pictured this is several years, several years after Apollo 13 has happened in uh, in the fictional universe of my brain. 
Jim Lovell is a recent widower. Okay. His wife passed away. And he hardly ever talks to his kids anymore. They're grown up. And he misses them. You know, he walks by in his lonely home picture of him and the and, and uh, I'm trying I'm trying to remember the, the two guys, the, the names of the other two guys in uh in in Apollo 13. Oh, uh, Kevin Bacon and oh, no, <laughs> the, the astronaut. You know what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. One of yeah. them was named Fred something because they called him Fredo all the time. Mm-hmm. Fred. And, and the other guy's name was like Swagman or something. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, Jack Swagger. Yeah, there you go. Okay, you know what? Fred Hayes. He comes by a picture of a faded picture of of Jim of Kevin Bacon, Bill Pat himself, and yep. they're and they're in their their little white white jumpsuits and right 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 by the the the, the, the raft next to the command module from Apollo thirteen and they've been rescued and they're taking a picture and it's and they look really happy and he puts his hand over it <laughs> goes over to his computer and uh, well he he. He finally breaks down and goes on to a uh, a chat site for you know lonely people. <laughs> Astronautsonly.com. <laughs> it's out of this world. <laughs> but he meets somebody. He starts talking to someone, someone who simply calls herself Lunice. And uh, they start talking and chatting and they find that they have a lot in common. And uh, then he breaks down and tells her, you know, Hey, so my, my, yeah, like, so this is how my wife died. And so, um, well, and the, well, she is, Hey, you know what? I'm a pretty lonely person. You know, I've had a couple of, couple of boyfriends here and there, but they never really stick around. They come, we play around and they leave. And, uh, she asks, so, uh, you know, what do you do for a living? Well, Jim goes, I'm, I'm now retired. I used to be an astronaut. Oh, oh, really? You went to space? So that's that's interesting. Actually, um, my claim to fame is I was I was the mission commander from uh, the 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 infamous Apollo thirteen. You know, the successful failure. Yeah, we were supposed to land on the moon. Never got a chance to it. And then there's this silence. There's this, and like the little dots are popping up. All of a sudden, Lunis responds. That was you. Oh, and then he, and then they start, and then she starts telling the story. There was, there's something I must tell you, Mr. Lovell. Everyone has their one that got away. <laughs> well, I'll never forget. I've had a lot, a lot of men in my life. You never forget the ones that never stop by. Turns out, Lunice is the moon. (laughs) (laughs) And they start about this missed connection they had. Almost had it years ago in the prime of the life. Well, the moon says, if you were to come to me now, 
I would love you forever. <laughs> the gym needs to figure out how to get to yeah. the again. <laughs> so he, he, he conspires to steal a rocket, but there's only one place where he can find a rocket powerful enough to get to the moon. Johnson Space Center in Houston. Yep. <laughs> and so in order to pull this off, he's going to need a crew. So yes. This, um, yes. this is where the film sort of switches to a heist motif. And then the bass starts. Here's what we're going to do. We got to find We got to get our old guys back. And he starts, he goes to the house of Kevin Bacon. And mm-hmm. he's a little gristled and old, but you know, he's, he's had some success in his life, but he says to him, man, I'm a man in love. You remember when we almost made it to the moon? <laughs> you want to go back? <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> and then he goes, <laughs> then he goes to Bill Paxton's house. And keep in mind in the context of the movie, this is like the nineties. So uh, Bill Paxton is very much alive. Um, R.I.P., buddy. Um, And uh, he goes to him and Bill Paxton, he's just, he's had some hard times, man. All he's got to his name is a a tattered lazy boy and a three-legged bulldog with diabetes. Yep. The reason why three-legged is because of the diabetes. (laughs) Called Bulldog Winston. Anyway, uh, uh, Jim, show, Jim shows up and says, Bill, I need your help. Bill goes, Stop right there. I don't care what it is. I'm in. Uh, and so there's like the scene of them walking slowly to the to to the hangar where they keep the Saturn V rocket and you know, keeping an eye out. Well, Bill, while Bill, while Bill Paxton picks the lock and uh, <laughs> they they get in. But then, then alarms go off. Right? And so they're scrambling to get inside the command module. And then they finally get in there. Miraculously, miraculously, they they sew a bunch of ladders together. They're just chewing so much bubble gum. (laughs) And then, uh, meanwhile, there's like a there's like an army of security guards heading towards them. You can see the lights. Kevin's Kevin Bacon's like Jim. We gotta hurry up. And then he climbs up there and he gets in and he starts ignition sequence start. And then nothing happens because it turns out that the Saturn V rocket that's been on display doesn't have any fuel in it because it's a because it's a rocket on display. It's a museum piece. Um, so so he yells down to Kevin, Kevin, we don't have any fuel. We got to get this thing fueled up now. So everybody knows that underneath um, NASA headquarters, there's like this untapped vein of rocket fuel. Oh, of course. Yeah. We all know that. That's common knowledge. In Houston, Texas, Texas, you know, they love their drills and they love their oil. Well, this is something that was installed by the previous administration in NASA in case they ever got their funding back and they could fly again. So they just reserve, 
have this in this untapped reservoir mm-hmm. of, of uh, solid hot, solid hot, um, hot, um, hot hydrogen fuel, uh, which has to be kept at like negative two hundred degrees or something. Like that. Um, so Kevin Bacon starts just starts digging. He starts digging. He starts. <laughs> he's got a shovel and he's going hard. And mean, meanwhile, here's Bill Paxton trying trying to like smooth things over with the security guards saying, hey, guys, look, this is just a misunderstanding. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's me. It's me. Yeah. Apollo 13. Yeah, it was me. Um, and uh, Kevin, Kevin Bacon is, is he's digging. He's digging. And Jim, he's still in the command module and he's getting things ready because like as soon as soon as they put that fuel in there, he's got to hit that button and launch. All right. So he's got things going to Kevin Bacon. He's just digging. And then he hits the vein, hits the vein of the hydrogen fuel uh, of the solid hot <clears throat> hydrogen fuel. But it's freezing cold. So he splashes it. on. Uh, he gets some uh, um, on his hand and his hand just freezes up. And he's got to take the shovel and hack it off. <laughs> he's like, he's like <laughs> and Jim's like, Kevin, are you OK? <clears throat> and Kevin says, says to Jim, Hey, buddy, anything for you, anything for love. And uh, like Kevin realizes he has no tube to get the fuel from the rocket, from the ground into the rocket. So what does he do, man? And he just starts putting that stuff in his mouth and just goes <laughs> and just starts and just starts spitting it into the fuel tank one by one. Just 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 mouthful after mouthful. It takes Ow. Wow! But Bill Paxton is—he—he's got it, man. He is—he is—he is a silver, silver-tongued devil, and uh, he is talking things away. But eventually, things go south. All right, with the with the security guards. With security guards, yeah. The head security guard goes, "Wait a minute! Aren't you a retired astronaut? You don't have any clearance to be here, do you?" And that's when Bill goes, "Uh." Uh, and then Bill just pull, just pull, just pulls out. He pulls out a handgun and just starts firing it in the air. <laughs> and then he screams, "Jim, you're about to have some company!" And dives behind another one of the rockets. On like he goes up to to an to an Atlas II rocket, which is the rockets used in the Mercury missions. And there's one outside the warehouse where they keep Saturn V. That's a true story. Uh, and he goes up to it and just pushes it over. Oh, <laughs> on its side. Everyone's impressed because the thing weighs 45,000 tons. All right. So he's pushing it over, pushing it over on his side, dives behind and just starts and just starts blasting away at the security guards, not trying to kill them, just trying to keep their heads down. All right. And he and and he looks and, and then like, you know, meanwhile, here's Kevin, you know, sucking <clears throat> up and spitting fuel into the rocket. Meanwhile, he's freezing his mouth off. So so like so like finally he gets enough fuel into the rocket to get it to go up to the moon. And mm-hmm. and Jim 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 says ignition ignition sequence start pushes the button. The whole the whole rocket roars, just flames shooting out everywhere. All the security guards go, whoa! And then <laughs> and then, you know, here's Kevin. He's he's over he's on the ground. <laughs> just part, like, <clears throat> body is frozen. He's got he's got a nub and yeah. he's got rocket fuel dripping out of his yeah. mouth. <laughs> it drips off, turn, turns into ice cubes and goes blink. And then Jim, over the roar of the rocket, says, Kevin, climb in. We can still make it. Kevin goes, oh, man, you go on without me. 
<laughs> Go get your girl. <laughs> and, and so the rocket goes, <laughs> oh, I breathed in some almonds. <laughs> and so the rocket takes off and blasts, blasts towards the full moon and just goes, and then Bill Paxton looks up as the security guards overwhelm him, grab him, and he's being arrested. And, and he looks up at the rocket and just shakes his head with a smirk. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch did it. <laughs> oh, Jim Lovell is sitting there, tear in his eye over his lost friends, but he's flying. He's flying to Lunice. And he looks at the moon and he says, don't worry, baby. I'm coming. Credits. Wow. <laughs> epic. epic. Loved it. That is epic. That is that is like three movies in one. You could tell a whole like trilogy based on just that. And it's sort of also um it's like a commentary on PTSD uh from <laughs> from from that traumatic event of, of that botched Apollo mission. <laughs> we'll do anything. They want to go back. Just goes into these flashes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking more lighthearted with it. I was thinking like uh, you know, it's like Sleepless in Seattle. And Tom Hanks is at the yeah. top, but it's the moon that comes down. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I thought about doing that too. That the moon comes down and just fucks up the eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, just, it pulls a Bruce Almighty, basically. Like, like, like a billion destroyed. Map, but here's Tom Hanks with the moon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that is epic. I. I would watch that movie. I feel, I feel like that's a series. I would watch that series of movies. Uh, my God. Yeah. A heist. It goes from sleepless in Seattle to a heist to like an action, like war scene. <laughs> All for these people to die on the moon. <laughs> yeah. It will be stopped at no cost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Ross, thank you so much for sharing that, that vision with us. Uh, at this point, I know that we are in the middle of this pandemic and uh, creativity is a little little difficult to come by. Inspiration is a little bit difficult to come by. But uh, do you have any upcoming projects that you'd like to plug or, or pitch to anybody out there that might be listening? Upcoming projects? Um not at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm going to be putting out an album soon. I recorded some music at, uh, 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 down in, in Memphis and, um, I, I, I haven't released it yet. Um, I meant to, but my computer, I spilled champagne on my computer on new year's Eve. Oh, a uh, classic. Yeah. Happy new year. Happy new year. Yeah. So, so we're just waiting for the computer to get repaired and then we can enjoy this upload it from my phone, but I don't want to do that. Um, I feel like that's fine. 
what um, what kind of music is this? What kind of music did you did you do? Uh, I recorded three songs at uh, Sun Studios in Memphis, and it was I was just going to release um, two songs were uh, non comedic uh, sort of because I do a lot of, I do a lot of for the listeners at home. I write I write and record a lot of comedy music. <laughs> these two songs, one is called Broken Bottle and the other one's called Sea of Whiskey. They're not uh, comedy songs. They are they're older songs. I, I wrote them like four or five years ago. And um, uh, those are like sort of like dark, bluesy, outlaw country style stuff. Very cool. Um, and the other song I wrote was called Air Fryer Blues. And that's a comedy. That's uh, that's a, it's it's ba- it's basically the other title was just Air Fry the Rich. Um, so i'm debating if i'm going to do them all on like a three song ep or if i should do like the two songs as an ep like 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 the way they used to do it with like vinyl with like side a side b with the singles and then have that just released as a single are you planning on releasing in physical or are you just going to push out to like spotify and apple and that kind of thing i'm gonna do spotify and apple I might do, uh, actually I found this, this, this online service where you can actually make, make vinyl out of like your songs. Um, I'm going to look into that, see if I can do like a limited release. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Keep us in the loop. We will gladly let our listeners know as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as far as my social media is concerned, you can follow me on TikTok, crabman crab man, uh, funny my- stuff. I've, I have seen a lot of your TikToks and they are so funny. Crabman732, check him out. I have a I have a lot of I have a lot of hits and I got a lot of duds. So uh, my TikTok is just like sometimes like I'll do these 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 like fake ads for for places that are fun and exciting. That like I I always love that that old style of like cheap local ad. Yeah. Where, where it was like come. Come to Denny's Mattress Depot and see mattresses. You know, yeah, and like, yeah. Sleepers. Like, we got all your favorite brands. <laughs> and uh, I always love those kind of commercials. And I wish more commercials were like that. At least once, like, you know, sometimes people get a little, a little bit too <clears throat> commercials when it's always like, especially if it's for a place or a service. Tell me what your service does. Yeah. Or I can go how I can access your service. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also have a lot of like political rants on there and, uh, like stupid character stuff. I try out I, my, my, my TikTok is very ADD. Um, sure. Yeah. Why not? It's not, it's not like as, as like focused as some other famous TikTok accounts where it's like, it's only sketch comedy. It's like, sometimes I put videos on there. You're just a guy doing his thing and, uh, yeah. Got a and, funny. Yeah, this is what comes out. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, Instagram at all or? Yeah, Instagram is um, uh, Rossi Child six two two because because that's my birthday. Um, oh, you were born on June sixty second. June twenty second. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you said six six two. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, R O S S Y C C H I L D six two two, and then Twitter is just Rossi Child. Oh, we didn't ask for Twitter. Uh, <laughs> 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 Jerk. 
<laughs> yeah, sometimes I gotta be a dick. Don't worry about it. Um, no, Ross, this has been so much fun, man. Thank you again for joining us here. Thanks for having. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll definitely have you on again sometime in the future, and uh, maybe maybe we can show off some of your some of your music as well. Well, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yes, thank you for being thank with us. Yes, thanks for coming on. I would love to keep talking about Apollo 13, but unfortunately I have to get going because you see there's an asteroid that's going to impact the Earth, and I need to go up there and drill a hole in it uh, because it's easier to train drillers to be astronauts than it is astronauts to become drillers. And I don't want to miss a thing. I just don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> well, that reminds me, I got to run. Uh, I, uh... <sighs> I'm in outer space with uh, evil-looking Gary Oldman, and uh, I gotta protect this kid. So danger, Will Robinson, danger. <laughs> you know, we're lost. We're lost out here, in space. <laughs> uh, well, I gotta get going, guys. Uh, I, uh, well, many of you know, I, I was an actor on a show back in like the 80s and uh, <laughs> the show was set in space it was a it was a it was a show with like ships and fighting and everything well turns out these people who are like huge fans of me and just access to incredible technology uh they built the ship and uh they they need me to run it um, I tried telling them that I'm not actually an astronaut. I don't know anything about actually piloting a spacecraft. They weren't having it. They want me up there to fight this guy, and it's like it's like there like there's this there's this galaxy they gotta find, and it's like it's like, it's like this quest. It's this galaxy quest. <laughs> they lost the galaxy and they gotta find it. That's a good tie-in because. <laughs> you bringing in uh, Tim, whatever his name is. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Especially when Steve just did the Tom Hanks, Tim Allen movie. God damn it. Full circle. together. <laughs> I just want to